Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We are going to jump back into Acts chapter 17. Reminder, Paul has left Timothy and Silas in northern Greece, in the area of the Roman province of Macedonia, specifically in the town of Berea, and they're ministering there to that region. And Paul, uh, in order to help the believers not get in trouble, has left and gone south to southern Greece to the town of Athens, and he is there. And it says this in verse 16. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. So an idol is anything that we put before God, but specifically these were temples, uh, statues, uh, stone, metal, wood. They were things made from man that they would worship, they would sacrifice to, they would do rituals in front of. Um, you know, if it was the god of sex, they would worship through sex at that temple. This was a totally depraved, totally lost society that was worshiping anything they could imagine. And so Paul is revolted. It says troubled in this translation. Uh, it's In other translations, it's more harsh about the emotion that Paul feels. So he's going to encounter four different groups, and we're going to try to set the stage today for what he's going to preach tomorrow. It says this, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. Now we've talked at length about Paul ministering to the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. They're the ones who know there is a God. They know that God created them and that he gave them a law that they should follow and that they should be set apart. Paul comes in and says that law was not just for us to follow so we could be made right. The scriptures tell us that there was a Messiah and that that Messiah would save us from our sin that the law would reveal to us. And in the process, we would realize that that Messiah was Jesus. By the way, the scriptures point to him. He just died and now he's been resurrected. And that same uh, life and resurrection that Jesus achieved is available to you if you would believe, you would repent and you would get baptized. So he's basically saying, this is what you need to do. And that's a pretty common theme for him. But then there's three other groups. It says he spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. Now, the Athenians were very open to new ideas. They wanted to learn from other people. They were what we would call uh, super inclusive, super tolerant. They wanted to know everything. And so they, they actually welcomed Paul's radical ideas, where the other cities tried to run them out. And so he spoke to anybody he could talk to. Imagine just people walking up. Imagine people who you know who don't know anything about God. Maybe they're atheist, maybe they're agnostic, whatever it is. He spoke to them. Now, the last two groups are specific. He said he also had a debate with some Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. Now, it's two different groups. So let's start with the first one, Epicurean. The Epicureans followed a guy by the name of Epicurus. And he lived several hundred years before, and he had sort of reasoned that the pursuit of life, the best thing in life, was to achieve pleasure. And that the more pleasure you achieved, the better your life was. Now just think about that for a second. Doesn't that sound a lot like our modern day culture? If you live in the United States or maybe a Western country like Europe, it's very common for us to worship pleasure. And the Epicureans originally, Epicurus believed that to achieve pleasure, you should be a minimalist. You should have less and that you should be content with what you have. Now that lines up with the Bible just coincidentally, but that is not what the people of this time, when Paul is encountering these Epicureans, they have now lost that idea of 
uh, contentment with less. And now they've moved towards how can we maximize pleasure in every area of our life? And you can imagine that. You can imagine what they did to maximize pleasure. Uh, Sex is reserved by God. It was designed for a man and a woman in the context of marriage to unite them forever. And it just happens to also make babies as well. But in this time, sex was used to just... It was all about how can I maximize my pleasure? And you could think about that um, in our current society. When they would go eat meals, they would eat as much as they could. Then they would go out, gorge themselves, or, or I'm sorry, purge themselves by puking. They would go back in and gorge again, then puke, then gorge, and then puke. And they would repeat that cycle so that they could enjoy the maximum amount of food pleasure. That's the Epicureans. The Stoics are kind of the opposite. They're like, I, you can't experience emotion ever. You should be completely stoic or um, just very cold in the way that you act. And that's what they decide to do. And so these stoic philosophers are very, um, they don't want emotion. So imagine trying to tell somebody about God's love who doesn't want to hear about emotion. And so these are the groups that Paul's going to preach to. And I want to ask us to consider the people around us, what kind of group would they fit into? Maybe a religion that's similar to Christianity, but not quite like the Jews. Maybe it's a a just random agnostic people, or maybe it's people who worship pleasure or who worship stoicness or strength. Whatever it is, I want you to think about the people around you. God, you created all people and you created all the stories that we're experiencing. God, you allow us to make our own choices, but you continually seek us and ask us to come back to you through your son, Jesus. And I pray that we would have the courage to not only come to you through Jesus ourselves, but to share with every person we come in contact with. God, we love you so much. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.